I've barely slept. Um, okay, I haven't had coffee yet or anything to eat. I got a game to run at one o'clock. So let's this. Yeah, this. I had a cinnamon roll and a brownie and uh, don't talk warm tea this morning. So I don't yeah. you hear it. I don't want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and PJ had his breakfast, and the hogs had their morning treats. Oh my god! If you lived in a cage in my house, you would have had breakfast. God, you know what? Sometimes I that, just would have spoon like scrambled very, eggs through the bars of your cage. That's a very tempting offer. I mean, if would you really let me live in a cage in your house? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, you you couldn't do it because we don't have enough internet to make it run. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to be away from the internet. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's the thing. It's like, you should just, like, give me books to read that I can then shred up and then line <laughs> Yeah, line, line. <laughs> yep. And then yep. if you spoon feed me eggs that'd be good i'd like that maybe except i don't i'm very picky about my eggs so okay i, I mean know. well i mean what do you uh, to, uh, you like a soft-boiled egg oh yeah i love soft-boiled eggs which i haven't played with just because the kids have no interest but i'm sure i could figure it out okay soft-boiled eggs is very easy this is the cooking recipe segment of owls that we always have every episode. We just don't formalize it to make the perfect soft boiled egg. What you do is you take a saucepan and you fill it up about an inch of water. You bring that to a boil, you drop your eggs in, you cover it. And then you set a timer for six minutes. Hmm. When the timer goes off, you immediately take it off. You immediately put them in water and, and ice and stuff to get them cooled down. And then you will have perfect soft boiled eggs. Huh. There you go. There you go. So that's that's my life hack. It's not a life hack. It's just how to cook an egg. But this kind of is actually a perfect segue to into what I want to talk to you about, what I brought for show and tell. So there are lots of things, and I don't know if you've experienced this, Dave, that are like these like shortcut videos on how to make like desserts. Or like these like videos that show cool things that happen if you do. It's like five minute crafts or stuff like that. Sometimes it's like I'm taking a pair of jeans, like six pairs of jeans, and I'm sewing them together to make one giant like pair of jeans armchair. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, like six jeans that they cut in certain ways, and then they get. They sew it together or they staple it together because it's like supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be like something easy to to do in your home. But who wants a fucking like octopus legged goddamn ar- beanbag armchair? Like denim denim armchair with staples in it. Yes, exactly. But there's tons of these videos that exist. They're all over YouTube and they're like ridiculous things. Like, for instance, one is like take 12 scoops of strawberry ice cream. Melt it in a bowl, <laughs> put in like one cup of powdered sugar, whip it, and then you get ice cream frosting. Huh. And then. Does it work? Supposedly, you're supposed to be able to pipe it onto a cupcake and you get like perfect like ice cream, uh, whipped cream. Does it work? You said. Does, does it work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Short okay, answer good. is no. And there is a angel, an Australian angel out in the world who is has a YouTube channel called How to Cook That in which she, her name is Anne, which she debunks these videos. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Um, and for instance, here's here's another example, Dave. There's a video out there. And it shows a waffle iron, and you see the waffle iron open, and then somebody takes a bunch of Skittles and pours it into the waffle iron, and then takes popsicle sticks and puts them in, like, the little triangles of the waffle, right? They close the waffle iron. Okay. Next shot is they open it, and uh, you have perfect, like, Skittle waffle things that you can eat off a stick. There's I, like I, I just know that doesn't work. She does it. That's gonna be a burnt sugary yes. mess. Yes, and so what she does is she actually does it, and she must destroy like so many appliances doing this because it's exactly what you think. It's gonna be like a burnt sugary, burn to hell, and it doesn't work because it's like, why would you put the sticks there? Stuff melts and goes down. Stuff doesn't melt and cook up. Right. Right. So why huh. why do you think people like I just like hearing this why do you think people make videos yeah. like this Two things First of all, hi Amber. Hello. Yeah, we didn't say our natural hi. It was just immediately me telling you not to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We sl- we slipped into like like you're living in a cage in my house. Yeah. So like it's it's an interesting day. Number two, what's the what's the name of the YouTube channel that you're talking about? So the about name with, of the YouTube Australian Anne. Yes, it's called How to Make That. So originally, her channel was mostly just like her actually doing like dessert videos, but then over time, she was noticing these weird videos, like microwave a can of Dolce de Leche in a microwave, and you'll get something amazing out of it. And she's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take care of this. Like, it's my, my duty as, of principles. Yeah, sure, sure. Yes, I, I, I'm the hero this internet needs. So yeah, so her channel's called How, How to Cook That. Uh, yes, we'll, we'll include a link to the YouTube channel in our show, in, on our Twitter and on our show notes. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh, so you asked me why do I think that people make these clearly untrue videos that that don't work right yep i think on the i think the answer is probably pretty complicated Uh, on the one hand like you know people want to be famous and they want a viral video or whatever that that's certainly part of it and if you do something amazing that no one's ever thought of like wow that's a viral video And, and i also think that there is a probably for some of these things i think that there's a a pranker aspect to it uh you know in the same way that like deep fake videos and things like that are a thing that like hey i'm gonna do this thing that like i'm gonna convince everybody that that skittles can be like cooked in a waffle iron or whatever but as someone who does not traffic in that world i don't know people are dumb i think the more interesting question for me at least is why do people believe it? 
I, I mean, that's a good question too. So here's, here's, I'm going to talk a little bit about what you touched on and then I will try to attempt to answer that second question. So you're right. It's a viral video aspect. Uh, there are people out there who will put these like fun, amazing videos, make them seem like, and they're like, basically they look like magic tricks. Like they look, they're very performative. Mm -hmm. They don't really seem, again, if you take two seconds to think about it, why would you want to make a, again, like I said, a beanbag chair out of six pairs of jeans? <laughs> Nobody wants. So I'm going to answer, I think I'm going to, so you hit on it, it's, it's whatever you can figure it out, viral. A lot of these videos are done by these like YouTube channels that are, if you look at it closely, it is stuff that looks like it's made for kids, right? Like it's supposed to track kids and kids on YouTube, mm -hmm. kids watch tons of videos on YouTube. So you get a kid with a tablet, you put them on kids YouTube, they will just go through videos all day long if you let them, right? And sure, sure. You can put ads on those videos. So you can monetize your videos. And so you have a child yeah. and you so you have a child who is watching your 5-minute video craft video, right? Videos. You could probably have a one child go through like 40 of your videos in a sitting and you're getting ad revenue times that by how many children, right? So there's kind of like a weird viral sinister aspect to it where it's kind of like they're preying on children because an adult who in their right mind is going to put Skittles into a freaking waffle iron. No adult should be thinking that, but a child, that could be a fun idea. I mean, adults are pretty dumb, though. I mean... Like, I would not discount the stupidity of it. And adults. that's another thing is, like, I, I think that is a part of that, too, is that, that there are some videos out there that adults will try. And it is like, where's that gap? And the only thing I can think of is just being out of touch with how, like, science is and, like, cooking apparatus <laughs> works. Right. Because if you don't have familiarity with a waffle iron or like the fact that sugar can burn and just adhere to hot surfaces and like become glue, super glue, you just don't know that. And so you'll just do it. And so, yeah, there's but there's other stuff. There's even more dangerous stuff. Like, for instance, there was some woman who was like showing you how you can use a Coke can. You can cut it, put a flame in it do something with chemicals and then make popcorn. <laughs> and the sad part is that some kids, teens tried to recreate that. And like, I can't remember if they died or they got hurt, but something bad happened and they did it because of that fucking video. Sure. Well, it's like that whole Tide Pods thing. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody like, why did it even start? Do you know why it started? I mean, they are look. They oh, do look like forbidden I mean, candy. I mean, you're the one that wants to put dice in your mouth. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, if you're a tactile person, like looking at a Tide Pod, it's very alluring. It looks like a giant gusher. But well, and I get why, like a toddler might be tempted to put that in their mouth. And I think the whole thing started when they started putting warnings on that stuff. 
Yeah. Be like, dude, keep this out of the reach of like babies because like they will totally eat this and it will hurt them. Which then, of course, became a thing. I don't know. I think that just. I don't know. I mean, as someone who works with the public, to my knowledge, there's no bottom. Like, there is no... Every time I think I'm like, okay, this is the stupidest person I've ever seen. This is someone who who just fundamentally doesn't understand how the world works. Uh, I mean, I find another one, you know? And I... Yeah, I mean, there's... It astounds me that society even functions, Amber. Like, these are the people that make up society. And it kills me. Because, I mean, like, in all honesty, if you're dumb enough to put Skittles in a waffle iron and think you're going to get something delicious. Like, how do you put gas in your car? How do you pay your taxes? How do you find your way to the grocery store? Like, those seem insurmountably more difficult than understanding that sugar can, like, burn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but that's my, that's what I want to hit on is, like, I feel like in some cases you have people, like, putting gas in your car. If you live with in an area where you have experience with cars and your parents taught you or somebody else in your life taught you and you had to do that to get through your day to day, I think you'd be better off doing it. Like for me, I didn't start driving until I was 23. So like even I was at the Jiffy Lube the other day and because of COVID, they don't let you get out of the car. I haven't changed my own oil or opened my own hood in my car in so long. They're like, pop your hood. And I was like, uh what you can't just open it from the front (laughs) and and so i felt really like idiotic in that moment i did i did remember that there's usually a handle that you have to pull that goes yeah uh and then i Uh had to search for it and then i found it and then i was like okay i did it in a in a reasonable amount of time i don't think they think i'm a complete idiot but I think that goes with cooking. I think there is a a group in my generation who was never truly taught how to cook for themselves. Like how, like cooking in a kitchen. We came from the aftermath of, of, okay, 1950s. We just talked about this too, frozen food and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you have home people who are working from home. So both your mom and your dad are now working, working, not from home. They're just working and aren't home. Right, just out in the workforce. Yeah. And they're not at home. Right. And so you become fast food and frozen food. I know for a fact in my life growing up, my mom went out of her way to teach us how to cook, whereas my stepbrothers at the time had the experience I just talked about where they did not have a person at home to cook for them and show them how to cook. And they lived off of hot dogs and craft Mac and cheese. And that's just how it worked. Yeah. And so then you, you don't understand why putting Skittles or like trying to whip up ice cream into frosting won't work because you've never had that experience. Right. Sure. I think it's, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, there's a lot of internet stuff. And, and for that matter, like, a lot of stuff that you're doing with, like, TTRPG stuff that 
I have a little bit, uh, a little twinge of like, oh, I wish that was me. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I got those some of these opportunities and stuff. But I also understand that, like, there's a lot of reasons why that isn't happening. And some of those reasons are very deliberate choices on my part. And what I get in exchange for that choice is valuable, too. And it's sometimes a grass is greener thing. But, but yeah, it's, but yeah, it's, it's weird to me, Amber. I don't know. The world, the world the people is in it. very uh, intense. The internet and the thing, I think it's just so fascinating and terrifying how easy it is for people to just put things out into the world, you know? Yeah. And that we live in a time where you, anybody who has inter, any sort of internet um, connection and the desire to put something on TikTok or YouTube or Twitter, they can just do it. And I, I don't think I've talked. I've talked. I think we've talked about it before. But for me specifically, it's a thing I think about a lot because I feel very conscious and aware of what I put out because I. I don't want to be misleading. I don't want to unintentionally or intentionally harm somebody. Um, I don't like prank videos either. I think prank videos make, give me an anxiety of like, Oh gosh. Like there's videos out there where it's like, I'm going to make my girlfriend think I'm, I cut her hair off by accident. Right. By like having an extension in their hand and then like they make scissor cut noise and then they hold it up and it's like, are you, why would you do that to somebody? I hate that. Or like misleading children as well, like pranks for children. It's like there was the whole like Jimmy Fallon did a thing where he like had people like have them wrap up gifts for their children that aren't real gifts and say, this is what you get, um, which would be like a banana right, or right. an egg or something. Or, like, pretend that they ate all of their Halloween candy. And then, of course, you know, you're expecting kids to be, like, very upset and cry and angry. The ones that always get me are the the ones where the kid goes, it's okay, mommy. I understand. And it's like, (laughs) you're a terrible human being. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't. It's just I got kids and and we joke around a lot and it wouldn't be out of character for me to joke in that way with them like oh no you don't get any presents we're just i'm gonna get you some eggs that's it yeah but that's a kind of known dynamic between us and the kids would react in exactly the way that i would expect them to be like no not shut up like that isn't how it works (laughs) because i'm saying something ridiculous to them and so they will treat it as ridiculous but if a tv talk show host tells you to be mean to your children like, don't do that. You <laughs> make know, that's just crazy. Make people take videos and use a hashtag X so I can put it on my show and yeah. millions of people can see it. And it's like, you just made your child cry God, for awful. adult entertainment. I hate that. <laughs> it makes me so mad. And I just, like I say, people are really dumb. I don't like people. That's why I have misgivings about leaving the house again <laughs> yeah for real i don't know amber i like to think 
like I like to imagine that what I see, what I observe is only a small minority of people and that the world is actually filled up of more because for every like one loud voice or like one horrible channel, there's an Australian angel trying to do the opposite and make things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> better for people. But it's it's hard when you're a cynical piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was in grad school, one of the things that was a hot topic of conversation, and the, again, this was like, oh, this was 98, 99. There was this idea of like user-generated metadata type stuff. Not even metadata, I guess, but I mean, that was part of it, but also user-generated content, really. And... You know, at the time, they were talking about, like, Amazon reviews. And, you know, if you're going to buy a hairdryer and are 100 people's reviews really a better way to judge the worth of a thing than something more authoritative? Is 100 people... I mean, and that's that's a good question. I don't... Yeah. You know, on the one hand, like, 100 people's experiences is valid, but at the same time, if you ask 100 people's experience of what the Civil War was like, is that more valid than an authoritative source? And there's no way that it is. You you know, that's why historians are a thing. And so, like, where do you draw that line? Yeah. I... Where, where do you stop saying that what the masses, the, the people of the world think is less valid than, than the accepted truth? And I think that that argument has kind of gone by the wayside in the last 20 years that because now, I mean, pretty obviously things like TikTok and, you know, all the, all the nonsense political stuff where there's no agreed upon facts, there's no agreed upon truth is that is a pervasive idea that has really like not benefited our society at all. Hello, it's me, Corbin. Why should you listen to Dames and Dragons D&D Actual Play Podcast found on iTunes, Google Play, and more, you ask? Because, my friend, if you're a crow living in a giant featherless body and who isn't, you will adore this show! It's relatable! It's funny! It's full of crows. Mainly one, who is me. It's original! It's fast-paced! It's worms! It's corn chips! I'm hungry. Be sure to listen to Dames and Dragons while I get a snack. So I've been watching a lot of of documentaries while I've been drawing. Brandon has been putting on like comic book stuff, uh, documentaries. And then recently we watched one, though, about Flat Earth. There's mm -hmm. one on YouTube by Folding Ideas is the YouTube channel. And that video is called In Search of a Flat Earth. And then the other one that Brandon had been wanting to watch for a while was called Behind the Curve. And we just uh, watched that recently in the last two weeks or so. And it is mind-boggling to me how... And fascinating, the the lengths, the hurdles, the gymnastics people will do to feel validated 
in their like existence and in their yeah. experience to the point that they are discrediting hundreds and hundreds of years of like known science of the earth is round right, and sure. a globe. And it's yeah. an interesting phenomenon. I think social media and having this access sometimes there's lots of good like can, that can happen from it. But there's also just a lot of pain and problems that also come from it. And I think about that yeah. from the behind the curve. They did a really good job of showing how much like true work that this group of people, the flat earth people put in to try to prove their theory. And a lot of it comes from like finding a group of people where you can belong and then you bond over this idea mm -hmm. and thought and that bond becomes stronger than the validity of the actual evidence. Yeah. And I get it and I can empathize, but also at the same time, I'm like the harm that it does too. Because then it starts to you know slide into anti-vax territory, or that the government's entire all out to sure, get you, sure. and all this other stuff that becomes like very much where it's so conspiracy theory, and it's kind of hard to like. Sure, sure. Well, I think if you are willing to suspend your uh, the belief that science has proven countless times in favor of a a shared group identity, there's kind of no limit to what you're going to suspend to maintain that shared group identity. It's almost like a vein of of abuse. When I say that, what I mean what I mean by that is like if you've ever experienced any sort of emotional abuse or trauma and you stay in that situation, it's usually because it's what you know and what you feel safe in, even though it's hurting you or hurting other people at large, like people like with children, like if a woman stays with her abusive husband because, and then it's happening to her kids, but that's all they know. And that's where they, they get their validation from that person. It's the same kind of, it's not the exact same, but I feel like it's almost similar to how people do these, get involved in groups to the point where, Mm -hmm. It's harming themselves and the love their loved ones because of what they are doing and believing. Like I think about like cult stuff. Right. Yeah, and I think in the same way you end up with this dynamic where you're believing another person, this authority figure, whether that's your abuser or this this belief system or conspiracy theory or whatever. You're believing that over the evidence that is right in front of you. Right. And that's that becomes a dangerous thing and and i think it's very analogous and i think that it's um it is that same kind of psychological weak spot that we have that makes both of those things possible and, and more prevalent than obviously anyone wants them to be Oh, man, you know, I try to come into this episode. Yeah. Ha-ha. <laughs> it's going to be a fun episode about eggs. Yeah. Strawberry ice cream frosting. Yeah. Trying to be fun. You know, it's fun answering questions. And guess what? We have a pellets of wisdom question this, this episode. Um, are you ready for it, Dave? I'm ready for it, Amber. 
We've got, hello, wise owls. It is winter where I live and snow is falling. It is falling so much that I cannot leave my house. With this new fawn snow, wait. With this new found time and the abundance of snow, what should I do with it all? Love the show, ICJ. Okay, ICJ. I wonder who that is. I guess first is maybe maybe this person should take more time to like thoroughly edit their correspondence before they send it. Uh, I no, don't don't blame them. Oh well, then it was me not you. being able to read. Morning eyes. It's, it's morning thing. eyes. Yep, I haven't been spoon fed my eggs yet from my cage. <laughs> That's right. Well, then I take all that back. I mean. I think playing in the snows just horrible. A hoot. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it's, the snow. Really? I hate the snow. I don't want to be cold, and I don't want to get wet. When you were a kid, did you? Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah! I wanted to always be out in the snow when was I was that a kid. Ta- that wasn't. Yeah. See, there you go. I think if you live in a place that get, regularly gets snow, you probably have snow gear. And I think once you're dressed for it and you've got like the snow pants and like a, you know, waterproof jacket and, and, you know, hats and gloves and scarves and all that stuff, you can be out there. I mean, unless the, the weather gets like drastically below zero, you can be out there for hours and just not feel a thing. It's great. Nah, I pass. I would suggest that if this person lives in a place where they regularly get snow and they don't have proper snow gear, get that stuff now because, you know, now it's springtime and, you know, the stuff's probably all in clearance somewhere. I don't know. But, yeah, get your snow pants and all that stuff. Big, clunky snow boots. Here's what I think they should do with their snow. I wanted to say shove it up their ass, (laughs) but I realized that's not very helpful. (laughs) <laughs> no, because no. uh, not if they have so much snow that they can't leave the house. That's that's quite a bit. It takes some time, but I'm sure you know if anybody wants to do anything and they put their mind to it, you could you could you could put all that snow up there. No, what I was to say was you should make an igloo, I guess, or like try to make content. That's a good idea. Uh, record videos of you making what looks like an elaborate snow castle, but it only takes you like ten minutes. And then you put it on the internet, you monetize it. Yeah, here's an amazing hack for making giant snow castles. Yeah, yeah. and it's like you take a flame blower <laughs> for, for some reason. Uh-huh. And that's a very integral to, like, fire is a very integral part to making a snow castle. Yeah, it's like three plastic buckets and, like, uh, open flame. And then what, the very end. Star wipe and snow castle. Exactly, exactly. It's like they show you packing snow into like these square Lego tubs or whatever to like have like little interlocking. And then what they don't show you is that really what they've done is they've done it with ice. They filled in buckets of water uh, and then melted it, but it just looks like it's Uh snow when they turn it out. And so when you go to do it um, and you have your child go into your snow castle, it'll collapse on them and then you can sue. And so, yeah, so then your snow, your shoddily built snow castle that you used and followed from a snow hack on YouTube will then crush your child, uh, and then you can try to sue, but you won't get anywhere because that's not how YouTube works. And that'll be a fun story to tell. To tie all this together, a couple, uh, I don't know, a while ago or whatever, they, they had a really bad snowstorm in Texas, mm-hmm. and they had that whole thing with the power grid fell apart. And I saw a couple videos about people 
with this crazy ass conspiracy theory saying it was fake snow because they would, you know, make a snowball and, and hold it up to a lighter and the snow wouldn't melt. And it was like, oh, this is government manufactured snow. And it's what well, I mean, what's happening is like it's a it's a hot heat source and the snowball just melts in on itself. It's not dripping. It's just like, you know, becoming wet snow as opposed to dry snow. And then like it eventually just vaporizes because you're trying to burn it. And so it doesn't look like it's melting, but like a couple videos to get posted and then people believe it because they don't understand how the world works. And then it becomes a a conspiracy theory and it it has this whole life of its own because people aren't educated and people aren't skeptical enough to to believe the evidence in front of their eyes. My question is always why? Why would the government do this? Right. What's, what's the what's the end, the end game? game yeah. Here? What's the end game for this? <laughs> you know, the government really has trouble doing basic things. And my also thing, other thing too, is that these people who do conspiracies usually, typically, the ones at least I have seen, are living in places of privilege where they have like time, money, and effort yes. and energy to buy like giant things like $10,000 mm-hmm, gyroscopes mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, you're benefiting from the government and, and you're not trying to solve it to help people. It's just to, to try to do a gotcha and to feel good. Cause he did a gotcha. Right. Anyway. So I suggest then ICJ should then make a debunking video about why ice doesn't melt when you hold a candle to it like that. And yes. bring science in. Yes. And maybe somebody will listen to it and maybe somebody will uh, learn something, maybe, if they are open to information. So, okay, we've got a three-step plan here. Number one, yes. play in the snow. Number two, make a a viral video about how easy it is to build a giant snow castle. Number three, debunk your own video <laughs> and make the world a better place. <laughs> yeah. And then profit. ICJ could be the hero and the villain at the same time. I mean, aren't we all both the heroes and villains of our own stories? I feel like it all the time. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Wow, Amber. That's a heavy note to end this on, but I think we just did it. Good. Goodbye. (laughs) This this has been bringing Alice to Athens. If you'd like to contact us, if you'd like to send us questions for Pellets of Wisdom, just like ICJ did, you can do that. Uh, send us an email at owls at geekspective.com. If you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, please do that. It's bringing owls is the Twitter handle. Uh, I don't know, Amber. What else we got? I, How else do we? I don't know. Things? We do have a Patreon. So if you want to support the oh, show yeah. Yeah. and maybe one day I will make a um, viral video uh, for a Patreon reward, mm-hmm. uh, I mm-hmm. will do, um, I'll take a five minute craft video and I'll try to make maybe the, the jeans couch. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to patreon.com forward slash geekspective and uh, let uh, let uh, the Patreon site know that you're supporting owls, and you'll get to watch me. I don't know, make a car out of Jello or something. We'll see what happens. I'll clean my cast iron cookware with cat litter and buttermilk. It works. I well, I mean, you got you got 
acid from the buttermilk and you've got uh, uh-huh. grit from and the grit from the cat litter. cat litter and 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 so the video is a, a terrible awful pan and cat litter and buttermilk and then you know you 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 take a scrubber and scrub scrub star wipe perfectly clean pan is this real try it at home i don't have cat litter it sounds so oh, possible. I just made it up. Jeez, Dave, look what's happened. You like you're poo pooing on people <laughs> that get tricked by videos, and I'm like, dang, you know what? That could actually work. Acid and grit. You shouldn't do that to your cast iron. Like now that I hear it, cat litter's mostly clay, and they would just turn into a sloppy, gross mess. Don't do that. It would be awful. And plus, don't put cat litter in your cookware. That's nasty. <laughs> I swear to God, you would have tricked me. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm disappointed. Right, so maybe we'll make maybe we'll make this video soon. Maybe we'll just like there will come a time where we can. Yeah, I I might have to do it. I'm disappointed and I'm angry and I'm gonna go eat waffles now. Goodbye, Dave. Bye, Amber.